Let the sound waves hit your core. We gotta get the mind lubricated with the good vibrational energy from the earphones. It's prime time. It's prime time. Guess what time it is? It's prime time. is a vampire trying to suck our blood the system is a vampire one eye illuminati live illuminati confirmed doggy prime time Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm your conspiracy asshole, and that was Tribal Seeds Vampire. Just to get you in the mood on this Sunday evening, trying to dial it in, trying to relax, trying to unplug from the matrix, am I right? Because if you guys are feeling like I'm feeling, I know there's a lot of weird vibrations going on in the world, right? We know that, I know that, you know that, we all know that! 
So what do we do to combat those weird energetic feelings that are all around us 24-7? Well, what we try to do is we try to just kind of relax. We try to have gratitude. We try to just understand our situational surroundings and not be in the fight or flight that we always talk about. But we didn't come here just to talk about fight or flight, guys. It's Sunday night. We got to unwind and grind and shine. But you know what we got? We got a bunch of fake news always. And you know I'm Primetime 99. I'm the top journalist in the entire world. I'm the best newscaster, broadcaster there ever was, ever has been, ever will be. Nobody will read the news the way I read the news. People read the news like, oh, I'm in this, this, When I read the news, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's better, okay? <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at my own joke, sorry. What I'm saying is, I am the best newscaster to ever cast news out into the open in a forum using telecommunications. Is that, a, is that a bold statement? Yeah, it is. Am I a bold person? Yes, I am. I choose to live bold. Just like Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar Cherry. It's one of the most boldest flavors from the Dr. Pepper offerings. And I'll tell you this, it's a little bit of zing and sting, but the cherry is nice, and if the temperature's right, you can drink it all night. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar Cherry. It's a new flavor, available at your local grocery stores. Okay, back to what I was saying. Um, it's primetime 99 Alex Hine, the greatest newscaster to ever cast the news. Okay, so let's, let's do a little, should we get a little bit of news going? Oh, a little housekeeping. Got to pull up some Instagram. We got a little housekeeping to talk about before we get into the news. I wrote housekeeping. Housekeeping! You want me to joke you? You want me to joke you? I mean, I don't even want to get it. I don't know if I can say that on the stream. They'll probably say that's like sexual content. I don't even want to talk about it. Did y'all know... On YouTube, there's a thing called Naked Yoga, and there's nudity on YouTube. I don't even want to show because I'm going to get in trouble, but there's a thing called Naked Yoga, and they show nudity on YouTube. Uh, if you're here and you guys want to leave, look up Naked Yoga. It's insane. Oh, hold on. Let me turn on my viewer account. How many people are watching? 51! Having fun! Thank you, guys. 51 on the main channel. I see all y'all. Thank you so much for being here this lovely Sunday evening but that's what i'm saying if y'all are here i don't even want to send a link to it i don't want to get in trouble but yeah you guys that are on youtube type in you can literally search naked yoga and there's nudity on youtube i didn't know that it's the most it's so messed up it's the most messed up thing i've ever seen so i don't even want to cover that and get a strike or anything like that but you guys do your own research research naked yoga on youtube um it's very weird I can't believe this is, this is allowed. It doesn't make sense. Don't look at it if you're not, you know, it's adult content. I don't know how it can be on YouTube. I have no idea. I actually don't recommend you seeing it, but you should look at the thumbnail so you guys know it exists. It's absolutely insane. Back to what I'm saying, little housekeeping. I want to highlight, very good guy. Let me get the message pulled up so I can get the profile going. Prime time, there we go. Okay, here it is. Wow, look, this is Mike's art, Chilito Bear. Okay, let me do this, pull this up. So this Chilito Bear did this awesome fan art. Look at this, Primetime 99 Alex Stein. And look at this, dude. Talk about some real artistry, dude. What? What? Is this even real? Dog, welcome to the Matrix. 
Population primetime 99 Alex Stein. He even gave me a little hook nose. It's perfect. Ah, I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it. Chilito Bear. This primetime 99. I know this isn't just, you know, pat myself on the back, but I want to highlight Chilito Bear. Uh, uh, it's Mikey New, I believe. Here, let me, let me show this. I don't want to show our private messages. You know what I mean? I want to give you up. Chilito. Let me go to your website, Chilito. Well, looks like a little issue with that, but... Uh, yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, I didn't know there's so many emojis on Instagram you can use to respond to a message. That's cool. My phone, I didn't know that. Well, uh, let me go to... I just want to say, Chilito Bear, thank you once again... Thank you, Chilito Bear, for the awesome art. We need more art in this world. I mean, if you think about it, you could argue this is the greatest art to have ever have been created by man. I mean, can a machine make art like this? I don't know. But man, I mean, this is the peak. We've reached the top, guys. It doesn't get more real than this. Okay? Okay? Welcome to the Matrix, Dog, Primetime 99 here to break it for you so we can relax a little, chillax, maybe roll one up, try to, you know, unwind from the grind. Because you know we're on a constant grind. That's the problem. Is we don't, that's the problem. In life, we don't get to choose. We got to grind 24-7. You got to ask yourself, am I grinding hard enough? Am I on the grind when I get up in the morning? Or am I in bitch-ass mode? Does this fidget spinner look like it's in bitch-ass mode? No, it's in grind mode. Grind mode, spinning. We're rolling, we're spinning. That's how we finning. That's how we winning. We winning when we spinning, dog. We got to get the chakras aligned. We got to get the energy flowing. You don't understand, guys. Your body, your meat suit, whatever you want to call it. Man, you got to get that feeling good. And I'm not talking about with like you know, third-party ingredients. I'm saying actually dialing into our our souls, like our our mind, body, and soul, connecting it to our body. And then you're like, "What are we talking to show? What, what, you, what does that mean?" Well, it's kind of like what we do is we purposely disconnect from ourselves as a coping mechanism. So, really, the best way to dial it in is kind of just slow down, be more self-aware, relax unwind try to have gratitude because like i always say they want you in that stressed out state so if you're in a state if you're watching this show right now i'm hoping that you're not stressed and you're relaxed and you're with prime time and we're together and ain't nothing wrong right now we just gonna chill we're gonna read a little bit about the fake news and get a little bit of anxiety and then we're gonna relax the anxiety we're gonna cool it back down kind of like playing a video game you know what i mean it's not fun if you don't almost get shot in the video game you know what i mean dog you know what i mean so come on down to the sweet sassy molasses on my girl hillary clinton y'all want to hear about this front page of daily mail dog this is the first 
See, this is how it works on Daily Mail. I read this thing every day. I read it daily, and that ain't a joke. Let me make myself a little bigger for the ladies at home. I know this is the news with prime time. I want to show you all a little. I want to feature myself a little bit more. I, I know you guys pay hard-earned money, especially the patrons, to see this content. I want to give you guys what you deserve, right? Hillary Clinton. Oh, this, this freaking thing. Look at this. You can't even read an article. How annoying. Let's see if you can read it. Let's see. Hillary Clinton warns Biden he should expect huge consequences from his decision to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. Taliban steps up attacks across the country as U.S. hands over first base. Why would the Taliban... See, you know how you know this is fake? Why would the Taliban, right as America and all the troops are about to get out of their hair start doing stuff to keep them there. Unless the Taliban wants them there because they're funded by the government or the CIA. Duh. Hillary Clinton warns Biden he should expect huge consequences from his decision to withdraw troops from Afghanistan as Taliban steps up attacks as U.S. hands over base. Okay. Hillary Clinton voiced her disapproval with the withdrawal publicly for the first time in an interview with CNN on Sunday. Clinton said the U.S. should be prepared for two huge consequences. What? What, bitch? Two what? Two huge consequences? Why, what? Why does she got to say it like that? Why does she have to be so negative, Nancy? Give me a break. Two huge consequences? Ugh. It's sickening sometimes. Look at all these ads. This is ridiculous. I just can't believe they actually had the nerve to do that. I don't know how much they charge these people. They should charge them a million billion dollars to this ad. The first, she said, is a collapse of the Afghan government and Taliban takeover. The second would be an outpouring of refugees should civil war break out. Clinton's comments came a day after the U.S. formally launched its withdrawal and handing control back to the Afghan government. U.S. soldiers on Saturday passed control of Camp Antonik to Afghan forces. On Sunday, the Afghan Defense Ministry said clashes between its troops and Taliban forces had claimed more than 100 lives in 24 hours. Sure. Clinton and fellow former Secretary of Condoleezza Rice reportedly appeared before Congress on Friday to warn against the withdrawal. Okay, so they got Condoleezza Rice there too. Her, her, what, the fellow former Secretary of State, of course. Because George Bush is a war criminal. They're all crooked. They want Afghani because they want that Afghani poppy fields, dog. The CIA is not going to let us get out of Afghanistan. Dog, they need those They need those poppy fields, okay? They're not going to just all of a sudden boot and scoot them out of there. That's just not how, it, it's not how it's going to go down. I can promise you all that. Hillary Clinton has warned the U.S. will face huge consequences from President Joe Biden's decision to withdraw troops from Afghanistan. The former Secretary of State voiced her disapproval publicly for the first time in an interview with CNN on Sunday as violence erupted immediately after the U.S. formally launched its withdrawal of 2,500 troops and began handing control back to the Afghan government. Asked by CNN's Fareed Zakaria what she thought of the withdrawal decision, Clinton said, well, it's been made and I know it's a very difficult decision. This is what we call a wicked problem. Yeah, you love wicked problems. You are the wicked problem, hon. You know that there are consequences, both foreseen and unintended, of staying and of leaving. The president has made the decision to leave. 
This is all trauma-based mind control. She's she she's supposed to be an American patriot, just putting out manifesting all these bad things that's gonna happen. I get it, she's a politician. She's supposed to talk about this stuff. It's not like she's like some like woo, you know, protester on the street, you know, manifesting. And I'm saying she's supposed to point out issues that she can foresee in the future. I get that. But we've been there since 2001 and we've done nothing but just murder people. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And the only reason we're there is because the military industrial complex and the CIA both benefit from the poppy fields and uh, the strategical location of being in the Middle East and, and having control of Afghanistan. I mean, it's so obvious. This is what we call a wicked problem. You know that there are consequences both foreseen and unintended of staying and of leaving. The president has made the decision to leave. Clinton said the U.S. should be prepared for two huge consequences, a collapse of the Afghan government and takeover by the Taliban and subsequent outpouring of refugees. Her comments to CNN came two days after Axios reported that both she and Condoleezza Rice, who served as Secretary of State under George W. Bush, had voiced concerns with the withdrawal of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Look at Hillary. Wow. I mean, she doesn't look that bad. I mean, she looks like she doesn't look that great. She looks like she's just like probably as like a, you know, transfusion expert just gives her, you know, blood of of, you know, a young person or whatever like they do that. They they have that. Let's see. This is a thing from uh, uh, Silicon Valley, where in this show, it's a scene where this guy's like Gavin Nelson or Gavin Benson, I forget this guy's name. He's like the super billionaire, and he's doing a blood transfusion with this young guy. And that's a real thing. I mean, they talk about rich elites getting the blood transfusions with younger people because they say the younger blood has anti-aging benefits, which I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it's very highly possible, but I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, Benefits. Which, wow, 102 people watching. That's awesome. Let's go. Sweet sassy Mo Lassie Sundays. I'm just now looking at the chat. I got it pulled up. Um, let's keep going, diving a little bit deeper into Hillary's decision to pull out of Afghanistan and why that is a bad decision. Clinton's warning came a day after the U.S. formally passed control of Camp Antonik in the southern Helmand province of Afghan forces on Sunday. I mean, all these like American names or Helmand names, all these English names, it just shows you that we've been there. We're the ones that control Afghanistan. Let's see. Give President Biden a grade. Overall, first hundred days, uh, how's he faring? I'd give him an A, and I'm a hard grader. <laughs> I'd give him an A both on effort, um, because he's done a couple of things so well, Fareed. He has once again embodied and modeled what a president should act like um, in the Oval Office, in the White House, in the world at large, uh, with dignity, with purposefulness, uh, with care for what he said y'all know hillary's riding 20 inch chrome rims she's on those gangster chrome rims you know what i mean dog she's on the chrome dog adrena adrenal adreno she's chromed out you know how you like uh uh 
chrome rims. We riding spinners, dog. She's riding chrome spinners during this article. I mean, during this interview. As and and how he treats people, um, and his attention to detail and the team that he has surrounded himself with, who are experienced uh, at globalists that want to ruin America for the world's uh, interest, not America's. How you make the federal government work has produced uh, a just a tremendous uh, amount of uh, uh, positive action to not just undo the past four years, but really begin again to get the government. Oh my gosh, not undo the past four years, but to begin again. This woman makes me sick. Government working in the right way. And then the passage of the American Rescue Plan uh, to get money into the pockets of Americans who are still suffering economically um, is absolutely the right thing to do. And it got done. He was single-minded about it. And finally, man, getting 220 million shots into arms, getting the vaccines out there, getting that supply chain fixed, using the federal government through FEMA and the National Guard to be part of the team and, and states and localities, just shows what competent government looks like, which is why uh, he has such high approval ratings across the board. Of course, he has high. Those approval ratings are the biggest crock I've ever seen in my life. Is the biggest joke. They say, I don't even want to talk about Biden's approval ratings. That is the biggest joke in the world. Those polls are done in Washington, D.C. and Los Angeles. They're like done with like 400 people. And they all probably signed up on an email group because they all love Joe Biden. I mean, dude. Yeah, it just makes me want to puke listening to her. This is what this is what she's doing. Grading Joe Biden's 100 days. I don't know if you guys can see this. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Grading. Look at this, guys. Grading Biden's first 100 days in office. What, dude? What? Give me a break. Give me a break approval ratings from Democrats, but even among uh, independents and Republicans, people don't have to worry all the time. They don't have to hold their breath when, when they see their president on television. What do you mean? Hold our breath. Shut up. She's so annoying. Hillary Clinton is so annoying. Television. They don't have to, you know, shake their head and wonder that, you know, a president's going to tell them to drink bleach. I mean, we now have a mature, experienced president. And thank goodness we do. What a freaking joke. Like, Hillary Clinton is so ingenuine. As if Donald Trump, like, they took that so out of context and they realistically act like Donald Trump told people to drink bleach, which is, they're just, they're, they're, we already know how ingenuine they are and how they're going to lie. And I get it because I, I'm a... I'm a skeptic and I'm a speculator, and so I make wrong assumptions all the time. But, dude, the stuff that she says and the way she presents it is just absolute disgrace. She is just an absolute disgrace. And her husband, I mean, look at her husband. I mean, Billy Boy Clinton, dude, I mean, her husband is just banging Monica Lewinsky like she wants to talk about that she wants to be like oh Donald Trump's so dumb he said drink bleach 
Well, my husband just finger banged. My husband's way smarter. He was just finger banging and having sex with a 24 year old intern in the Oval Office. And that's probably all bullcrap. Like, who knows? I mean, she's probably, the presidents probably have concubines they can probably sleep with. You know, I don't know. I don't know that. I'm just saying. There is uh, allegations where there has been prostitutes in the White House, though. That has been re- let's let's look that up real quick. Prostitutes. Well, I don't want. Here, let me let me turn it off. I don't want like something nudity, but let me find. There's an article about. Uh, I think it was like during Henry Ford's prostitutes in White House. Let's see what comes up. Uh, ten. Let's see. Okay, here, here. Let's see this article. Ten historic presidential affair scandals. Let me make myself a little smaller. So you guys can see. All right. <clears throat> Ten historic presidential affair scandals. All right. The Washington Times. This is it. Y'all ready for this? Homosexual prostitution inquiry ensnares VIPs with Reagan and Bush. Wow. A call boys took midnight tour of White House. What? Y'all want to read this? A homosexual prostitution ring is under investigation by the federal and district authorities and includes among its clients key officials of the Reagan and Bush administrations, military officials, congressional aides, U.S. and foreign businessmen uh, with close social ties to Washington's political elite. Documents obtained by the Washington uh, Times reveals. It's kind of hard to read. Sorry. Let me see if I can. See if I can. I mean, I could read on this screen. Let me see if I can zoom in. It doesn't do anything. Okay. Sorry, I gotta go over here. That's right there. Okay. Um, one of the ring's high-profile clients was well-connected. In fact, he could arrange a middle-of-the-night tour of the White House for his friends on Sunday, July 3rd of the last year. Among the six persons on the extraordinary 1 a.m. tour were two male prostitutes. Federal authorities, including the Secret Service, are investigating criminal aspects of the ring and have told male prostitutes and their homosexual clients that a grand jury will deliberate over the evidence throughout the summer, the Times learned. Sorry, it's hard to read. It's so small. The reporters for this newspaper examined hundreds of credit card vouchers drawn on both corporate and personal cards and made payable to the escort service operated by the homosexual ring. Many of the vouchers were run through a so-called submerchant account of the Chamber's funeral home by a son of the owner without the company's knowledge. Among the client names contained in the vouchers and identified by the prostitutes and escort operators are government officials, locally based U.S. US military officers, businessmen, lawyers, bankers, congressional aides, and other professionals. Editors of the Times said the newspaper would print only the names of those found to be in sensitive government posts or positions of influence. There is no intention of publishing names or facts about the operation merely for the titillation, said Wesley Pruden, managing editor of the Times. Look at this, guys. They got a bunch of prostitutes running around the White House. Let's finish reading the, what have we got left. The office of the U.S. Attorney, J.B. Stevens, former Deputy White House Counsel to President Reagan, is coordinating federal aspects of the inquiry but refused to discuss the investigation or grand jury action. Several former White House colleagues and Mr. Stevens are listed among clients of the homosexual prostitution ring according to the credit card records, and those persons have confirmed that the charges were theirs. <laughs> <laughs> So the so the employees admitted that they paid for homosexual prostitutes with, I mean, with government money. Okay, all right. 
Mr. Stevens' office, after first saying it would cooperate with the Times inquiry, withdrew the offer late yesterday and also declined to say whether Mr. Stevens would recuse himself from the case because of possible conflict of interest. At least one highly placed Bush administration official and a wealthy businessman who procured homosexual prostitutes from the escort services operated by the ring are cooperating with the investigation, several sources said. Among clients who charge homosexual prostitution services on major credit cards over the past 18 months are Charles K. Dutcher, former associate director of presidential personnel in the Reagan administration, and Paul R. Balich. Labor Secretary Elizabeth Dole's political personnel liaison to the White House. In the 1970s, Mr. Dutcher was a congressional aide to former Rep. Robert Bauman, Maryland Rep. Republican who, des- who resigned from the House after he admitted having engaged in sexual liaisons with a teenage male. Wow! How y'all like that? How y'all like that? Did you know about that? Did you know the White House had a bunch of prostitutes up in there? That's pretty freaky deaky, okay? And this is during freaking Bush's administration, Bush Sr. I mean, wow. George H.W. Bush's, the scandal of George H.W. Bush's mistresses pales in comparison to the Bush White House's gay prostitution ring scandal. The recent Pizzagate conspiracy alleging that Hillary Clinton and high-ranking Democrats ran a child prostitution ring in the basement of a Washington, D.C. pizzeria is pretty bat blank. However, there was a time when a prostitution ring actually did reach into the White House. See, y'all what I'm saying? Y'all act like they ain't got no prostitution ring in the White House now, dog. They haven't, the prostitution ring has never left the White House. They got a direct connection to prostitutes, somebody in the White House, whether it's the deputy personnel or the director of blah, 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 blah that does this and that, that has six titles in his name. Oh, it's the deputy secretary of the official that's in charge of giving Joe Biden prostitutes. That's my job. I'm the deputy director of getting Joe Biden prostitutes, dog. (laughs) I'm just saying, y'all want to play, play. Oh, you're a conspiracy, Alex. Oh, you make up conspiracies. Oh, you you, you make up stuff. Oh, all your stuff is just fake. This ain't fake, dog. Okay? So, I get it. I know there's a lot of rumor and innuendo with the show. But dog, man, y'all be, y'all be tripping if y'all think this is just the first time this has ever happened. It's so blatant that the Washington uh, Times was able to write about it. How you like damn candy apples? I don't. I don't really like that all that much. Not really all that great. So. Burping. And look at her husband did. Look at her husband who's doing stuff in the White House. Was her husband operating uh, with uh, class and respect and uh, social grace in the White House? Was he was his social grace what he did on Monica Lewinsky's dress? No. Okay. Okay. Does that have a prostitution-y feel to it? A little? I mean, guys, if y'all think these people in the White House, and I know everybody here is probably awake to the government not having our best interest, but if y'all think these people uh, follow the same rules that we do, no, they don't. They literally just treat... They go to war with people in Afghanistan, one of the poorest countries in the world, and we send bombs that cost $30,000 a piece on planes that cost $4 million a piece to kill people that don't have $5 uh, to their name. 
they're all funded by Saudi Arabia, which we're in cahoots with. So we're friends with the people they get money from. So it's all a little game. It's a military game for the military industrial complex to have a target, to have a goal, because they've never had a clear objective ever with the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, the war on terror. All they had was 9-11 to scare us and make us, uh, you know, that was the, what's going on now with it, with racism. They did it with Muslim terrorism. They became, they made us racist towards one another with the, the terror attacks that they blame on Muslim people. So this is done on purpose. It's very easy for them to strategically manipulate us against one another so that we hate one another. That's actually very easy for them to do. Their system is built for us to already culturally disagree with people. And then what happens is, is the media and the news outlets and the way they construct the narrative can make us hate each other more. And that's exactly what's happening currently. So it happened with the war in Iraq, and that was the Patriot Act. And now we're going to have the Patriot Act 2.0 when we have the contact tracing on our phone or we have the, you know, it's going to be a literal uh, Patriot Act 2.0 where at any moment, if you commit a crime in the future, they, you will give access to your camera and microphone. And they will be able to go back during the time of the crime and listen to your phone and turn on your camera. And they will be able to see where you were at. And we're going to agree to it. That's what they're going to say. And so they're going to say, oh, we give you access to our camera and microphone 24-7. And they're going to say, oh, we're only going to go check it like the Patriot Act. We have warrantless search and seizure of your phone and Internet. Well, now this app is going to let us get on your camera and microphone because if you let us have access to that, then we can truly be safe because then you guys, if you guys commit a crime, we can geolink where you're at turn on your camera and turn on your microphone and know what you're doing. Or if you're committing a tax fraud, if you're committing any sort of fraud, they can turn on your camera and listen to you for endless amounts of hours. Uh, they can hear your whole day. They can actually use an algorithm to actually find it. Like you would search a word on a word page. They can actually find trigger words. So we're going to agree to that. We have no choice because if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to survive. You're not going to be able to own property. You're not going to be able to travel. We can already see what's happening now. It's just a little tease of even more stringent uh, restrictions in the future. Because guys, if you guys can't see what's gonna happen, it's gonna be just like the Kanye West song. I've said this a bunch. Grand opening, grand closing. Watch, watch. Okay, well, we can read about this. Let me let me show you this. This is this is the thing. Now let me go to this article about New York being back. This is there's a lot of articles I want to read, but this one, this one, I we got to read about this boat, the capsizing boat. Hold on, but I want to read this article about New York. I saw. Okay, this is, this is, now that this article's all the way down, this is how you know it's BS. Look, this is all, this is the fakest story you could ever read. The data that proves, oh my gosh, so annoying. Make my song. Well, I guess you guys don't even read it. You guys listen to me, right? Um, the data that proves New York is finally back. Food delivery orders fall as people head out to eat. Rush hour reappears and rents rise as Big Apple rebounds. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announced last week that the Big Apple will fully reopen on July 1st. And Governor Cuomo said restrictions will be eased May 7th. Coupled with the nice weather and the fact that more than 40% of New Yorkers have had at least one shot, things are starting to pick up in the Big Apple. Noticeably, bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic that has been plaguing the city and data also shows foot traffic up 34% of pre-pandemic activity. The rent in NYC also appears to be in the early stages of recovery, with the number of new active listings declining and monthly signed leases on the rise. Meanwhile, Wall Street has remained quiet as it continues toward recovery. 
For Mohammed Navid, 47, who operates a coffee cart near Wall Street, said pre-pandemic he was selling 500 coffees per day, but now he's only selling 30. Okay, so that's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. You can read all this article. Even this article, is, this, is, this is a puff piece trying to tell you that New York is, is open, but let's, let's decode what they're really saying. This is all you need to know. Mohammed Navid, they're trying to say, oh, things are open. People aren't ordering food. Oh, food orders. Uh, Uber Eats is down. So people are going to restaurants. Yeah, right. Let me tell you. For Mohammed Navid, 47, who operates a coffee cart near Wall Street, said pre-pandemic he was selling 500 coffees per day, but now he's only selling 30. That shows you a reduction of 470 coffees, my guy, dude. That is a huge reduction. What is that, like a 95% reduction? I mean, what is Give me a break, dude. That is just a clear indicator. That is the real boots-on-the-ground data. They're going to give us all these charts. Oh, rent uh, leases are starting to tick up. Oh, maybe because people got stimulus checks. We're able to sign leases. Is that maybe why? Did the leases go up right after the stimulus checkout? Oh! These people are so stupid that write these articles. They need to freaking get their brain examined by a doctor or something because the fact that they come here and spit this bullcrap. Oh, New York is back. New York is crap right now. And I'm not even hating on New York. It's a great city for what it is. Famous, this, that. Matter of fact, I love New York. I've been to New York. I've had some of the best times of my life in New York City. New York City, though. New York City, though, guys. This is what the point I'm going back to this article. is. This is the reason. This is what they going to do. They, I guarantee it. The primetime 99 guarantee. They say they're opening July 1 right here. This is Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Mayor Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio. Billy D. Blah. I call him Billy D. Blah. Billy D. Blah is going to open up July 1. And just like the Kanye West song, grand opening, grand closing. I bet you that, bitch. I bet you July. Sept. September 11th, by September 11th, on September 11th, on September 11th, New York will shut down. Again, I predict. I predict it. I predict New York will shut down on September 11th. <sighs> this needs to be clipped. If anybody clips it, I need to clip it. What, what mark is it at the uh, 10.49 p.m. mark? I need to clip this. For Instagram, because I predict, I think I maybe already done one of these predictions and didn't clip it, but yeah, this is uh, this is artificial intelligence bullcrap article. But I'm just saying, watch, they're gonna open July 1st. It's gonna be just like the Kanye West song, grand opening, grand closing by September. And now they're gonna be they're gonna close it down. They're gonna have all their ducks in a row. They're gonna be so professional at shutting down the world. Just boom, like a NASCAR pit crew. You know how they can put the tires on. <laughs> That's how the that's how the future pandemic is to be. Oh, stickers on the ground. Stickers on the ground. Oh, go put a sticker on the ground. Oh my God. Oh, do you have the stickers? Put them on the ground. Six feet. Six feet. Watch like a pit crew. Put the sign on the put the sign on the wall. Put the sign on the mask. Mask mandatory. Mandatory mask sign. Mandatory mask sign on the wall. Dylan stickers on the ground. Hand hand sanitizer at the opening at the entrance. Hand sanitizer. Gary hand sanitizer at the entrance. They're gonna be having this bitch. They go, grand opening, grand closing. Okay. Okay. Now, I wanted to, 
You know, guys, I'm Primetime 99, Alex Stein, and one of the topics that I am an expert at, I'm an immigration expert. I know everything about immigrating. I know what it's like to be an immigrant. Even though I've never immigrated, I just, it's kind of like I just know. You know what I mean? Being a white male, you kind of know everything if you think about it. So, obviously not, but I'll tell you this much. I do know what it's like to be an immigrant being humanly trafficked on a boat that gets capsized. And I'll tell you this much. It's not good. It's not a good sensation. It's not a good feeling. It's stressful. Now, this story is sad. I'm not going to read this with pleasure. I know I'm joking, but uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. As an immigration expert, this is not going to stop. As a matter of fact, more boats are sadly going to capsize. Let me read the article, and then we can dive a little bit deeper. <clears throat> Beachgoers watch in horror as boat smuggling people from Mexico capsizes off the coast of San Diego, leaving three dead and 27 in the hospital. Why not 33? Surprised they missed that one. Penga-type vessel carrying 30 people capsized off San Diego coast on Sunday. Feds believe boat was illegally smuggling undocumented migrants into the U.S. Customs and Border Protection has beefed up security along coastal region. On Thursday, CBP intercepted Panga vessel carrying 21 people off coastline. What? Customs and Border Protection has beefed up security along the coastal region. On Thursday, CBP intercepted Panga vessel carrying 21 people off the coast. I'm sorry, I didn't read that line. Those on board were found to be the Mexican nationals illegally trying to enter the U.S. Two smugglers on the boat were taken into custody and faced federal charges. Like, they purposely mis leave out words so they can fit all these bullet points on here. So it just looks like shit, but it sounds like shit when you read it. You can just tell that, excuse my language, I shouldn't be cussing. Uh, uh. Andreas Exertus is like, I'm happy to come on your show again. I wish you would cuss less. So I need to stop cussing as much. I'm sorry. I know, 3-0, dual is 33, Badfish Bear. I know, that is, that is, you could, they always can fit in the 33 somehow, some way. Okay, uh, three people were killed and more than two dozen others were hospitalized Sunday after a boat capsized and broke apart in rough water just off the San Diego coast during a suspected human smuggling operation. Authorities said lifeguards in the U.S. Coast Guard and other agencies responded around 10 a.m. following reports of an overturned vessel in the waves near the rugged peninsula of the Point Loma, according to the San Diego Fire Rescue Department. The original call for a handful of people overboard, but as rescuers arrived in boats and jet skis, they quickly realized it was going to be a bigger situation with more people, said San Diego Lifeguard Services Lieutenant Rick Romero. There are people in the water drowning, getting sucked out the rip current there, he said. Once we arrived on the scene, the boat, the boat had basically been broken apart. Conditions were pretty rough. Five to six feet of surf. Windy, cold. Boats and aircrafts were still searching around midday for other possible survivors in the water near the Cabrillo National Monument, the department said. Look at this boat like this, capsized. Okay? And let me tell y'all something. You have no idea three people, how many people died. I mean, this boat doesn't look like it's in that deep of water right there. I mean, it does look like there's really wavy. I'm not saying it's just easy. You just survive out there. It's very dangerous. Dude, they say three people died. They don't know that. Ten people could have died. They don't know how many people were on that boat, dude. What a joke. Look at that. 
No, what do they have? Their birth certificate? Oh, oh, they found 33 passports. That's how they know. <laughs> the FBI is expert at finding passports randomly. I mean, they found a bunch on 9-11. So, uh, did you, Matthew Thurman, thank you for subbing. If you just subbed, I see you in the chat. I just saw that. Thank you for subbing. Anybody that's watching this, if you're not subscribed, I'd really appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscription button. Although my channel isn't monetized, I appreciate if you're subbed because you'll get notifications, I think, when I go live, if you turn those on or not. It's cool. Uh, somebody complained that they got a million emails from me yesterday. I'm sorry. I had a, tons of def uh, technical difficulties yesterday. And I kept going live. I kept notifying patrons. Yesterday was a mess. I apologize. And if you guys want to hear the six-and-a-half-hour stream, it is on uh, the Patreon. And it was yesterday. And we went deep. We were long. We talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, we went uncensored. It was great. So... If you guys want to be a part of that, it's five bucks. You're going to go to patreon.com with a video from yesterday. Like I said, it was six and a half hours. We had Jaron on. We had Lala Beams. We had uh, Kenny from Black Pill Radio on. We had Rose Triple Seven. We had Micah Dank. It was really interesting. Harmon came on. Tommy King came on to talk. And Spence came on. It was a very interesting show. Very fun. Six and a half hours, if you guys want to go watch that, is at uh, the patreon.com slash conspiracy castle. All right, look at this boat. Part of the wreckage of the boat that capsized can be seen washing ashore near Point Loma. I mean, look at all these people, dude. The image above shows debris washing ashore just off the coast of San Diego on Sunday. Look at this. Homeowners, this incredible... I mean, I'll tell you this much. Oh, Kyle. I like when Kyle lies right there. He lies under the screen, though. And when he gets up, sometimes he kind of knocks it and messes it up. But that's cool. He's allowed to do whatever he wants because I work for these cats. Uh, they don't work for me. Let's see. It turned into a mass casualty incident. We had about 30 rescues um, when the vessel broke up on the reef. Um, lifeguards went out, made seven water rescues. We had three boats out there. Uh, three person or two personal watercraft out there. Um, we conducted a cliff rescue with our cliff specialty apparatus, and um, we had one major trauma and three CPRs. And uh, the majority of the folks that came in were sent off to different hospitals throughout the county. Wow! Look at that. I mean, like I obviously I don't know how many people really got hurt or how many people uh, were actually on that boat. Look at them all with their masks. But uh, this, I believe, is a real story. I know people are like, everything's fake. I don't know. I do believe there are immigrants. Or maybe they could put this out here to try to scare people from coming here on a boat. But uh, it just seems very believable. And in the way that an immigrant would look at this situation, yes, I'm getting on a dangerous boat that could capsize. But in their head, they're potentially going to a Joe Biden America where they're going to get like universal basic income. So they like that. That sounds awesome. They can get, they can get, you know, government handouts. Why not? I mean, they're not getting them like that where they're at. So it's worth it. Just think about it. That's how worth it it is to come to America with no promise other than risking your life by getting on a, a, a dinghy with like 40 people that you obviously can't fit on. A boat that is so crappy, it breaks apart into thousands of pieces when it gets near the water. I mean, the coast. I mean, 
You can you imagine what that boat looked like when you got on that boat? I guarantee you they knew that thing was going to sink when they got on it. They knew it. They knew it. They had a feeling that bitch was going to sink the whole time. You, you could just tell. Look at it. I mean, look at that boat. Dude. They built it with cardboard. I wouldn't get on that boat on in the lake, on a three-foot lake. It didn't, even, it didn't even look like it caught on fire. It just capsized from overweight issues. Too, uh, too heavy. Max load capacity reached and exceeded. <laughs> what happened was, is all the immigrants, they saw the coast, they all went to one side of the boat. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. They got close to the coast. They were so happy. They've been on a boat. They've been eating burritos. Everybody's been farting. Javier's farting. And he laughs. They're farting and laughing. They're having fun. They were probably having fun on the boat. They were probably at chicharrones, micheladas. We're going to San Diego. We, I've been to San Diego. When I was going to San Diego, I, I was so happy. I'm going to San Diego. It's beautiful, bitch ass. I'm going to San Diego. They were the same way. And what they did was they all went to one side of the boat in celebration and it, and it capsized. It's happened on bigger vessels than this. Trust me, I know that. I have my sea legs. I know this, guys. I'm primetime 99, Alex. And there's nothing that I don't know. I mean, I don't know that much, to be honest. But there's nothing that I don't know about this maritime boat capacity. I'm a boat capacity expert. I, I can tell when a boat is going to, I'm also a capsize expert. I can tell this boat is going to capsize and I can tell how, because the excitement inside their brain, it, it's, it's like I said, it's that fight or flight reaction. When you get on a boat, you see the coast, you go to the side of the boat. You got to take a selfie. Guarantee you they're taking selfies on that boat. I'd love to see the TikToks on that boat. They're probably doing dances. We going to San Diego. We going to San Diego. S.A. San Diego. Honey, go on the side of the boat. We're going to take a picture. Hey, little niña. Little niña, go on the side of the boat. Niña, we're going to take a picture. Oh, no, everybody's on the side of the boat. I guarantee it, dude. I'm boat capsized. I've ca you guys how many boats I've capsized? Personally, I've capsized over 11 different boats. Personally. And I, you guys, I run with a crew of guys. All they do is capsize boats. We go in the lake, we see a boat, we, they give us wrong energy, capsize. Bitch, I'm gonna capsize your boat. Come into my lake without the proper authorization, without my authority, capsize. Everything's about the cap size. It's not about the brain size, not about the dick size. It's about the cap size. Bring your boat on my dock. Watch it get capsized. I've capsized lesser boats than you. I've capsized bigger boats than you. And I've capsized the same boats as you. Just remember that when you're thinking about that. I'm a capsize expert. Oh, man. All for a selfie. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's really a sad conclusion to a beautiful story. I hope the ones that did make it out are okay, and I, I know the ones that perished. My heart goes out to you. You are coming here for a better experience, for a good experience. I'll be honest. You're going to get to be in a country with me, with Primetime 99. You're going to be able to get access to YouTube. You're going to be able to watch this show. I would come to this country too. I would risk my life on a boat and capsize if it gave me the ability to watch Alex Stein for free with YouTube on a cell phone that was given to me by Barack Obama. It's worth it. So I can understand, I can relate. Some of y'all, see that's y'all's problem. Y'all can't relate with these people. 
I know what they're coming here for. They're coming here for their daily dose of primetime 99 Alex Stein. And guess what? Sadly, three of them are not going to get it. But I'm still going to be happy. I'm still going to be okay because I know that there's 27 other immigrants that are going to be able to watch my show. So that gives me solace and hope that I know this can really, this is, a, this is, this is meant to be, you know. And, and in life, you know, there's trials and tribulations, and this is one of those tribulations that we're just going to have to push through. R.I.P. R.I.P. I love you guys. Thank you for y'all coming here. Thank you for sacrificing your life for, for, my, for me to see me. And I can't tell you, it means the world. Look at this boat. Look at this boat. It's a pangotite vessel frequently used by smugglers to transport undocumented migrants into the United States. The image above shows a panga vessel that was intercepted at sea by U.S. authorities 11 miles off the San Diego coastline on Thursday. Look at this boat, dude. Can you imagine taking that out in the rough seas with 40 people? Wow. All to come see me on YouTube and get free internet access and a free Android cell phone. Wow. I'm, I, new things shock me every day. New things shock me every day. Okay. As a constant reminder to the public, if you see something out of the ordinary near the coast, don't hesitate to call authorities, said Hitkey. These vessels are dangerously overloaded and unsafe in the ever-changing ocean conditions. Smugglers exploit migrants and put lives in significant danger for their own profit. On Friday, police in Texas raided a home that was used to smuggle scores of undocumented migrants and keep them in horrible conditions while demanding ransom from relatives. More than 90 people were found in a house in southwestern Houston the inv that investigators suspected was part of a human smuggling operation, police said Friday. Authorities initially served a search warrant at the house after someone called police Thursday night to report a loved one was being held there, said Assistant Police Chief Darren Edwards. A special taxi team entered the house, Edwards said, and found a large huddled group of adults, five women and the rest men. The individuals told authorities they had not eaten in a while. It was a big surprise when we got in the house and saw what we saw, Edwards said. Other officers asked health officials to test the captives for corona, blah, 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 blah. Okay, look at this. This is all to steal our good vibrations, to steal our luge, but there is going to be an ever... Uh, there's, no, there's not going to be a shortage of stories about people and human trafficking things that go wrong. Because when people are doing illegal human trafficking, shit goes wrong. Excuse my French. So, I mean, what do you expect to happen? I mean, it's just going to... It's just That's just uh, basically... Uh, what what does that say? Oh, I don't want to do anything about race. Principal of Florida school is facing criminal charges after spanking six-year-old with a paddle in front of the girl's shocked mom as punishment for damaging a computer. Wow, that's kind of weird in front of a mom. That's no thanks. What makes a man attractive? Here, let's read this. Let's see what makes a man attractive. Well, I know you just need to look like me. You just need to be six three, and you need to be you know tall, dark, and handsome. You got to wear a suit with shorts. And uh, you got to wear, you got to have calves like this. You do have to have calves like that. So think about that. What makes a man attractive? Single women reveal the physical and emotional traits that stand out on a date. And it's more than good looks. Ooh, ooh, more than good looks. Ooh, even you, even if you're an ugly Betty, you can still get a lady. Ooh, this is a good article. Eee. 
Single men assume women are only drawn to tall, dark, and handsome dates. True. Me. Duh. Let's go. But Aussies, 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 and I like y'all. I like my Aussies, but I mean, don't Aussies have different tastes than Americanese? I don't know. I do like my brothers in Australia and my brothers and sisters. Mm. Okay, let's read the article. But Aussies have listed the traits they are most attracted to, including chivalry. Oh, I respect that. Other attractive traits included personality, a sense of humor, and honesty. <laughs> How do you like that, man? I just want a fat, honest guy. If I was a girl, I just want some fat ass that's honest. <laughs> no offense if we're overweight, but I think if there are these articles that try to say phys like our physical attraction doesn't matter, that is a huge thing. We have to be physically attracted to one another. But I guarantee you, if you're like, oh, I'm not some beautiful person, there is somebody out there for everybody. There's multiple people out there for everybody, I believe, actually. So... Single men assume women are only drawn to tall, dark, and handsome dates, but according to these Australians, it's much more than good looks. Dating coach Luann Ward from Perth has prompted a discussion in her Facebook group. She said, he said, asking female members to list the traits they find most attractive in a potential partner. Okay. Ladies, could men be right in thinking getting a date is harder if they aren't measuring up in looks and height department, she wrote in a thread? If a man isn't tall, dark, and handsome, what good is being funny, honesty, and chivalrous? if you can't get on a date. And it seems a majority of women still find the old-fashioned chivalry as an attractive trait followed by personality, a sense of humor, and honesty. Okay. 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 This is uh, annoying. Let's see. Others pointed out the three Cs, compatibility, connection, and chemistry. Okay, this article is so boring. I thought they were going to talk about something like, oh, he needs to have a big dong or something like that. Connection is number one. If you don't have that, then there's no big... No, that's not... It's either if, if you're ugly, you need a big dong, okay? That's just how it works. That's just that's what the chicks really think. You know, that's what, they, that's what the article should have said. If he's ugly, he needs to be rich or have a big dong. That's about it. That's what a girl thinks, I believe. And I know I can speak for this because I'm a woman expert. I've, I've known women. I have a mother. I, I actually probably know women better than they know themselves, arguably. I know that's a bold statement from a bold person. But let me tell you something. You can't really see my perspective, but I am transitioning. So am I a woman? Technically. I'm pre-transitioning. I'm in a pre-stage of transitioning. So I'm kind of a woman. So... Can you argue with me? No, can't really argue that. So I know the plight of a woman. And as a woman, as a future woman, what makes a man attractive? Money, big dong, or look like me. Because I don't have a big dong or money, so you got to look like this. And I get chicks occasionally. Hi, ladies. I'm Alex Stein. Welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. I'm your Conspiracy Castle. Primetime 99. Okay, back to what I was talking about. Uh, uh. Okay, nice teeth. I like that. Nice teeth. I got a little bit of nice teeth. Biden's economic advisor pushes for global minimum tax to keep U.S. competitive and counteract president's corporate tax hike. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even want to talk about taxes. This is, I'd rather talk about dating than taxes. Alan Dershowitz slams FBI raid on Rudy Giuliani's NYC home as unconstitutional, says he will represent Trump's lawyer. Oh, God. That's, these two losers are the lot make me sick. And I like, I wanted to like Rudy. I mean, but dude, four seasons total landscaping or whatever. Give me a freaking break. That was such a joke. And everybody said, oh, that was done on purpose to send a signal. No, thanks. 
Three migrants. Yeah, we read that. That was one I wanted to read. Uh, Josh Hawley book. Yeah, this this was one of the top. This was like the top article, and of course, it gets it gets shut down. But Josh Hawley is annoying too. Warns big tech is trying to transform America. Oh my gosh! Come on. Josh Hawley warns big tech is trying to transform America and silence our speech in book that was canceled by Simon and Schuster, but will hit the shelves this week. Josh Hawley is promoting a book, The Tyranny of Big Tech, which is out Tuesday. Republican senator from Missouri calls tech firms gravest threat to liberty in the United States. Hawley wants to break up tech companies like Google, Facebook, and Amazon. He also blasted Twitter and Facebook for throttling spread of a Hunter Biden story. Simon and Schuster was originally scheduled to publish the senator's book, but it dropped project after the MAGA riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Hawley was accused of helping to incite the mob outside the building. Uh... Regenery, Regnery Publishing decided to pick up the project and publish the book. I mean, he's got a point. I mean, is this guy annoying? Is this some fake loser douche politician? Yes, this guy sucks. He's a loser. Even no matter what side of the spectrum you're on or whatever side of the aisle, whatever this fucking stupid word is. She's my French. This guy's a douche, but he's right. That doesn't mean he's not 100% right. He has a tie like me, so anyway. I like the guy, though. Nah, I don't dislike him. Give me a break. But I think he's right. I like his message here. When asked if tech companies censored those who disagree with the Democratic Party, the Republican senator from Missouri responded, for instance, if you post a comment that disagrees with the White House chief medical advisor, Fauci, you'll likely get dinged. Boom. 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 Speaking truth to power. Now, will this do anything? No. No. Can I still freaking... Uh, oh, can I, I'm, what I'm saying is... I, I'm like, am I, is this show going to get censored for talking about this? That's what I was thinking in my head, but it's like, whatever. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad. But it's really sad in the digital age that we live in that when we're policed by robots on the internet. And even if like a human checks your appeal, because I know people have like made YouTube appeals for strikes and won... But I have yet to win one, and um, the censorship's insane. I mean, you got to let – I am the conspiracy castle. I'm a content creator. I get it. Like, you want to hold the standard up to – you want to hold the whole YouTube to a certain standard of reliability. But that's, like, impossible, dude. I mean, and for them to limit our free speech is absolutely absurd. I should be able to say whatever I want. Within, I mean, I mean, other than like, if it's just total hate speech, I get it. I'm not even anti-hate speech. I'm total pro-free speech. I get how there's like some stuff on the internet. If you're harassing or threatening somebody on YouTube, I can get how that can be shut down. But for disagreeing with a public health official as a, a grounds for losing your YouTube channel, it's just absurd. It's just over-policed. And we're in 1984. It is literally a brave new world. I mean... We are, and it's also the ministry of truth. I mean, that's what I'm saying. In 1984, we're just, we don't even get to control the narrative or even have a voice to speak against it. It's absolutely really sickening. As soon as I think about that, it makes my stomach hurt. Okay, this is the article I wanted to bring up too. This is the, this is the article. This is totally ridiculous. And what's going on in India is laughable, but okay. 
China lighting a, a fire versus India lighting a fire. So look at this. Chinese Communist Party sparks outrage after it mocks rival India's COVID crisis on Weibo while blasting about its own rocket launch. Chinese Communist Party linked account wrote controversial posts on Weibo. Posts included juxtaposed photos of China's rocket launch and Indian cremations. Lighting in a fire in China versus lighting a fire in India, the post caption read. Look at this. These Chinese internet users reacted with anger to the post, calling it inappropriate. The post was deleted in response to the internet backlash it generated. China on Thursday launched main module of permanent space station in orbit. Yeah, right. That's the fakest crap ever. This is the picture. So, that, so they posted a picture of their, their fire and then a picture of their cremation. Wow, from an official account, verified account, it looks like. A social media account run by the official law enforcement agency of the Chinese Communist Party posted a message on Weibo, which is Chinese version of Twitter, China's version of Twitter, on Saturday that mocked India's catastrophic uh, 19 outbreak, lighting a fire in China versus lighting a fire in India, the post read. The image on the left shows a Chinese rocket being launched into space. The image on the right shows Indians cremating the bodies of those who died. In response to outrage from Chinese internet users, the post was deleted. Well, no shit. I don't even want to get into this. Look at this. Wow. This is just all trauma-based mind control. Mint to steal our loose. Mint to steal our good vibrations. I mean, that's literally what all that is. But if you guys think China is, is building a space station, I'd like to see that they're building a Panda Express in space. Yeah, right. Call me, China. When you guys put a P.F. Chang's in space, you guys have a space teriyaki chicken, call me. Because I'll get on my space. I'll get in my space Honda, and I'm going to come visit y'all. That's what I'm going to do. So when China... When you get, and guess what? It's just going to be a terrible knockoff of the American International Built Space Station, American Built International Space Station. If that was even built, obviously that's fake, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's just going to be a poor representation. Or it might look totally different. It might look like freaking Star Trek or something. Ugh, I'll make me sick. Make me sick. These people can lie. Bronx judge ignores New York's bail reform laws and prevents the release of man 29 who's facing 42 charges for smashing the windows of four synagogues. Okay, don't even care about that. Jill Duggar and her husband, Derek, say they hope justice is done over brother Josh's child pornography arrest. Okay, that's, oh, that's sad. Okay, Billy Eilish, don't care. Don't care. Yeah, this is some intense article about a CIA spy, but this is so stupid. How Russian student's brutal attack on Virginia landlady led her to discover he was the son of CIA's most valuable asset after finding cryptic letters in a bank, state, bank statement listing $16 million in assets. Lisa Sales left. She says she was brutally assaulted by her tenant, Dmitry Mikolov, in 2011, later discovered that he was the son of one of the CIA's most valuable Russian spies, Valery Mikolov. Valery is said to have spied on the Kremlin and Russian President Vladimir Putin for the CIA between 2001 and 2007. His son, Dmitry, was a tenant in Sales' home nearly 10 years ago when he assaulted her while he was drunk. She says he left her with extensive knee and back injuries. After his arrest... Sales went through his belongings and discovered assets totaling more than $16 million in a letter from Valery Mikolov, who was awaiting trial in Russia for high treason. Wow. Well, that's why he was drinking. His dad is in Russia on court for high treason. That's pretty stressful. Timothy Chalamet to co-host the American theme Met Gala. Ah, puke. Nobody gives a shit. Republican lawmaker caught on security camera holding door open to let MAGA riders storm Oregon Capitol is charged with two misdemeanors. Oh, my gosh. What a joke. This is how you know it's fake. Pentagon whistleblower warns the report on military sightings of U.S. foes could reveal U.S. has been leapfrogged technologically by a former adversary and intelligence failure on par with 
fake ass news. They can just look at anything in the sky and say it's a UFO. Yeah, right, bro. Yeah, right. Well, this is kind of interesting. Scott Peterson's sister-in-law, Janie, claims to have new evidence that proves his wife, Lacey, was murdered by burglars. Ooh, ooh, juicy. Janie Peterson left, spoke to CBS about her brother-in-law's conviction for the 2002 murder of his wife, insisting that Scott Peterson did not kill Lacey and their unborn child. On Tuesday, Scott Peterson was back in court for a sentence hearing. After his death penalty was overturned in August, his supporters and his legal team were hoping to secure him a retrial. Well, okay. Whatever. Two years ago, in a rallying cry to midlife women Vogue writer, Kristen D'Souza vowed to stop dyeing her hair. <gasps> now, with a new blonde do, she confesses her, yes, gray hair does make you look old. Oh, my God. How is this an article? No shit, gray hair makes you look old. Really? Really? Because I can get a little gray hairs in my hair. I mean, I don't know if you guys can see them on the camera, but I have, I have, you know, a little salt in there, I swear. I don't know if you can see them on camera, but... Yeah, they make you look old. No shit, Sherlock. Give me a break. These people, how can you write an article? Did you know the sky is blue and sometimes it's orange and pink? No shit. The moment Utah woman who did not know she was pregnant gives birth on a flight from Salt Lake City to Honolulu. How does this happen? How do chicks not know they're pregnant and give, give a birth on a Spirit Airlines flight? What airline is this? Delta. Even better, Lavania Monuga's Delta flight from Utah to Hawaii became more eventful than she had imagined when she gave birth to a son, Raymond, having not even known she was pregnant. Nurses and doctors on board assisted, and the baby was delivered at around 26 to 27 weeks. Both mother and son are doing well and recovering in Honolulu before returning home to Utah. What, dude? Congratulations. He's a baby on board on an airplane. What? Moment Utah woman who did not know she... How do these bitches not know they got a baby on board? What? What is going on? How does this happen? Oh, I was just eating a lot of sopapillas and my stomach was getting bigger and this thing kicking inside of it was just gas. I'm farting a lot. You farted out a baby! On an airplane! You'd think you'd have, like, a water breakage. You'd be, like, a little nauseous. You'd be, oh, I'm just a little nervous to fly. The nausea, honey, I'm a little nervous to fly, sweetheart. I'm a little nervous to fly. I'm not pregnant. She takes a fart. Next thing you know, she's a baby. And that's how it happens. That's how I was born. My mom farted, and I came out. She she didn't even know she was pregnant with me. So this is why it hits close to home, because I was also a, my mother didn't know she was pregnant with me type baby. And it's not easy being one of these type of babies that our moms didn't know that they were pregnant with us because it does hurt our feelings. Like we try to not like make it hurt our feelings, but I'll be honest with you. It's impossible for her not to because my mom didn't even know she was pregnant with me and she farted and had me. So, I mean, can you imagine? And that's the same with this woman. When you're a fart baby and your mom farts you out on an airplane on Delta, not even American Airlines. You know what's funny? If, if, the, if she would have had the baby on Spirit, they would have charged her $45 for the baby fee. They have a baby fee because they have so many pregnancies on Spirit Airlines, it's $45. I was on a Spirit Airlines flight where a woman had two babies. She had twins. It was weird. It was weird. It was really weird. I had to deliver the babies. I was drunk. I don't even remember it. I was shit-faced. I did a hell of a job, though, according to the police officers. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, Spirit Airlines, sixty-five dollars. So if you're if you're if you're unknowingly pregnant, and you're going to have an unknown pregnancy. Try not to have it on Spirit Airlines. Delta is a little more accommodating. Uh, this woman's story is, you know, proof. Look at this. Warren Buffett says the average person cannot pick stocks and warning to wave of amateur Robinhood investors who have taken up trading during the pandemic. Don't do what we do. Don't do what we do. Don't do what we do. Well, no shit. No shite. And I'm not even saying trade because if you don't know what you're doing, you can lose a bunch of money. But it's like, this guy should be a little more encouraging. Like, Oh, the idiots shouldn't invest. It's only for us smart people. Only us know how to do it. Did you go to financial school? Finance school? Then you can't buy a stock. Did you drink the blood of babies? Then you can't buy a stock. FBI publishes a series of photos from inside people's home on Twitter and asks for the public's help in identifying the homeowners to help child abuse victims. How sad, dude. How sad. It's just like picture of the wall. If anybody knows any of these houses, that's really sad. I don't even want to get into it. How investigation and embattled rep Matt Gates has grown from sex trafficking to the marijuana industry and whether Matt Gates whether Gates' legislation was influenced by pot industry friends. Investigators are now scrutinizing Rep. Matt Gates' connections to the medical marijuana sector, including whether Pirazzolo and others sought to influence his legislation. Well, he's a politician, and marijuana is a huge business, so I'm sure they freaking did. Duh. So sick of this stuff. The news is so freaking annoying. Uh, you just read this stuff. It's all just bullcrap, fake, all biased, just meant to make you feel a certain way. I mean, really, 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 really freaking sad, to be honest. Um, there's a cancer story. Don't even get in that. Oh, this is incredible. Look at this. Look, this is how you defeat. If you guys are trying to get robbed, look at this. Look at that. Like, they freak out. They ran all, they got right out of there. Look at this. This is how, if you guys are at a gas station, they roll up on you. This is what you do. You get the gas. And I've done this. I've actually sprayed the gas just messing around, just drunk. Just I've, I've actually burned down a few gas stations on accident. Doing the same thing, just partying. Just when I back in my partying days, I would just do that. I would sometimes just grab the thing and just do that just, just for attention. I had real emotional issues. I would just go to the, and I'd grab two of them and I'd stand and I'd just spray it. And then I would run away. I would throw a match. I'd throw a match and then I'd run away. It was a really tough, challenging time in my life, but I'm happy to see that you can actually use this gas pump gasoline for good. So that's actually, that's, I didn't realize that. I was just using it for attention, um, but that's good. So that's, that has, and y'all see, y'all don't know for y'all that haven't done this. See, I've done this. I know experience. I know that it has over a six foot trajectory and a parabolic, uh, you know, it's going to hit you. It's going to hit you in the face. You shoot it high enough. It's going to hit you even your 10, 12 feet away. I mean, you're really going to, and once that gasoline gets in your eyes, it gets in your pores, it's going to burn. It's going to sting. You're just going to be like, Oh, it's going to really, really, really cook the goose, as we say in the gasoline spraying business. And, you know, I am a gasoline uh, spraying, not in a car expert. A lot of people, you guys pour gas sound, and I can do that. So take a little page, a little self defense. This is Alex Stein's school of self defense. Spray the gasoline in the attacker's face, hit him in the eyeballs. That will take him down, that will subdue him. 
that will get you. Yeah, Zoolander style. That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm like Zoolander. I, I'm just do 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 do. I'm Zoolander. I learned it from Zoolander. So, for you guys, saying, Alex, it's bad that you pay with a gas pump like that. Well, guys, truth in the movies lies in the news. I watched Zoolander as a kid a bunch, and I'm basically a male model. Look at me. So, I mean, I, I have no choice but to act like Zoolander and have a gas uh, fight. Inside a spooky abandoned mansion that has stood empty for 30 years where family photos and old newspapers still lie poignantly among the junk. Okay, let's look at these pictures. Ooh, that does look freaky, though. Can you imagine? This would be a good place to shoot a movie. Wow, look at this. Look at this ceilings, how well it's built. This place, damn, that is spooky. I mean, it's not that weird. I mean, the guys that place is built so nicely. They don't just they don't build it like this anymore, dog. They don't build it like this no more. Look at these doorways, these windows. What? Look at this. The basement, the books. Wow, this is freaky deaky. Where is this place? It's abandoned. Thirty years abandoned. Gainsborough News. Oh, this is in the UK. Oh, Heineken, somebody's getting shit face. Well, it looks like it was being squatted in for its last few years, so good for that. Okay. Dutch couple moving to Europe's first 3D printed home built in just five days after machine prints 24 elements in 120 hours. Wow. That's fucking crappy. Janet Jackson is caught holding her phone while behind the wheel of her $110,000 car in London, risking police fine and penalty points. Shut up, Janet Jackson. R.I.P. Michael. Okay. Let's see. Look at my thing. Is that the news? Okay, now. NYPD searched for a man who ran over school bus driver, leaving her in critical condition. Wow. Damn. That's fucked up. Okay. Damn. Wow. That's really bad. I don't want to keep looking at that. And Nicole Smith's daughter, Danny Lynn, 14, wears a pantsuit and coordinates with dad Larry at Kentucky Derby as she continues her mother's tradition of attending America's favorite race. So her mom used to always go to the Kentucky Derby. I loved Anna Nicole Smith. She was so awesome on the Howard Stern Show. She was great. She was hot. I liked her when she got fat in her reality show, though, too. That was fun. That was fun. Her reality show used to be so funny when she used to go on the Howard Stern Show. And her daughter looks a lot like her. Good. Good. We need more. We need... She was the best. Anna Nicole Smith. She was awesome. R.I.P. I can't believe you had to leave us too soon, Anna Nicole. Do you realize how cool Anna Nicole Smith would be today if she was still alive? In this day and era? Oh, man. She would be, like, legendary. Legendary. With social media and stuff, she would be... Anna Nicole Smith would be legendary. She was legendary. She was the biggest deal when she was out. She was such a huge deal for forever. Insane. World's first wave-generating genera surf pool could open to the Australian public as early as 2022. Look at this thing. This looks sweet. Company buying the first wave-generating surf pool to invite visitors by 2022. Startup plans to launch year-round tourist attraction on QLD's Capricorn Coast. The company Surf Lakes recently lodged a $187 million development proposal. Plans include an inflatable aqua park, skate park, and scuba diving facilities. Look at this. This is cool. That's $187 million, though. Oh, I see how it works. You got, But you got four beaches. That's cool how it creates the waves like that. That's pretty sweet, right? 
Uh, I don't even want to watch a commercial, but that's really cool, the waves like that. Okay. Shorty pictures show how Byron Bay is transformed from a rundown abattoir town. Um, that's where, that's like a uh, slaughterhouse. Town with huge sharks patrolling the beaches and a foul smell in the air. Tell Australia's hippest tourist destination just a few decades. Just a few decades. For my Byron Bay players, you know, I want to come visit y'all. We get a lot of, you know, we're actually the, for, I don't want to say anything bad about my Aussies because and we are one of the top 100 comedy interview podcasts in Australia. Yes, the Conspiracy Castle. If you guys want to go on Apple Podcasts, we are popular in Australia. We are actually ranked number 83. Now, I know there's probably not a thousand. I mean, there probably are a thousand, but it's awesome to be recognized in Australia. So we're popular. So if anybody's listening to this in Australia, thank you guys for your support. And uh, send a photo. Tag me on a photo on Instagram. I'll share it. Down under. Even though I know you're not down under. You're just far away. Madeline McCann suspect Christian Brooker is set to be charged with rape of Irish tour rep on Algarve in 2004. I mean, this is just, come on. This is the person that they thought was, I don't want to get into Madeline McCann. So. Andy Ruiz's boxing comeback victory is marred by huge brawl in the crowd as fans are caught up in violent clashes and stands in California. This is hilarious. This went viral. I saw this earlier. Look, they're like really fighting, group fighting at this fight. I mean. That's no joke. They're punching. He's punching multiple people. He's just trying to get there. All right, well, that's the news. That's the news. Let's see a little bit of gossip. Let's see if there's any gossip before we go. Pioneer woman, no. Billy Idol, no. No. No, 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 no. Nothing. And nothing entertaining from the celebrities. You don't need to idolize celebrities. The only person you need to idolize is Primetime 99, Alex Stein. And you need to go, and you guys need to go outside, and you need to make like a, a probably like a doll. And you know how they have a, like a voodoo doll? You guys need to carry around a voodoo doll of me at all times for good luck. And then that will ensure that you can break out of the trauma-based mind control. Because you'll have this little token, you'll always think, oh, there's funny Alex. He'll, he'll remind me that the world is a lie and that I don't have to believe their lies and I don't have to get in that negative state of vibration from the trauma-based mind control. I have this little body, this little doll that's shaped like Alex. And you can make the doll out of anything. Like, um, you know, the olden, the olden days, they would have made it out of, uh, like, you know, straw that you would feed a horse. Anything will do. It just needs to be in the shape and you need to give it love. You need to give it attention because it needs to be like, a plant oh you got to give it a little water it'll grow but it's got to be like an emotional item that you can connect to me and you need to also download 17 accounts and follow me on all 17 accounts you need to like every photo you need to subscribe share join the patreon you actually need to make three accounts and join the patreon three different times not for the money because i need other people to look like i have more patrons so you need to do that you also need to uh if you can uh your social security and your mother's maiden name just kidding obviously it's a joke all the support you guys have given me has been overwhelming. So I'm joking about all that. Obviously, I know you guys are joking, but don't make three Patreon accounts. Don't do any of that. I just like to joke around. I can't tell y'all how good it though, how good it actually makes me feel that I have patrons. Like I was just posting there today. And I was like, man, this is really cool that these people actually support me enough to pay me. And I can just tell then I'm going to take this thing to the next level. I know I always say that, but we're just going to grow. The Conspiracy Castle, Alex Stein is a broadcaster. We're going to grow. We're going to gain more viewers. We're going to gain 
better interviews, longer interviews, more content, better and longer man on the street bits. We're just going to, you know, we're going to really take this thing in a hyperdrive. So when I see the Patreon and I see you guys supporting me, it's like, man, I really am getting to a professional level. Now, you know, am I financially paying all my bills from this? No, but that is a short time away. The success of the castle. It's like exercise. You got to imagine like exercise and losing weight, you know, it's like a, you have like a three gallon bucket and every time you work out, you put like a little BB in the bucket. And, you know, the first few times you do it, you're not going to notice. The bucket's not even close to full. But over time, you're going to fill it up. You're just going to put in your dues. Every time I stream, I'm just a little BB in the huge bucket. Yeah, it's going to take a long time. No, I am a pro. I'm 99. I'm just saying, you know, I, I can't wait till this is a full-time gig, 24-7. <clears throat> and I don't have to go and jump off cars and do a bunch of bull crap. Uh, you know, huff diesel fuel all day. Not that I do it all day, but, you know, certain days of the week I have to go do it. I'm just excited for the future of the castle and having the Patreon and having you guys support me there and having a place where I can put content that isn't allowed on YouTube and still give it a home. So for the people that want to see stuff that's different than, you know, the normal YouTube stuff, you can go to the Patreon and you're going to get a different form of the conspiracy castle. Like, obviously, I have to cuck and I have to follow the rules of YouTube because not only am I a bitch ass, but YouTube is my daddy and my lord and they will cut me off and metaphorically in this show. And so even though we're going to take this show, hopefully eventually, you know, potentially to other places where we can be more financially lucrative, I still really love that we have 169 people watching just on the YouTube alone. I couldn't have ever imagined that within one year of this channel that I would have built it up to having nearly 200. And we have over 200 people total watching if you, you had all the streams. But I'm saying nearly 200 people are watching on a Sunday night at 11.30 reading the news. And because the news is bullcrap, you know. So I'm, I'm just really, really, really honored and really in Tommy King support. Ken coming on. Yeah, I know. I am. Well, once I'll be more famous than Don Lemon Ken as soon as my transition is done. Once I'm do the full Caitlyn Jenner uh, that is when, that's when I, when I'm full, when I'm a full woman, I will be bigger than Don Lamont. And that's all it takes, guys. It just takes that little, that little bit of push. But guys, we've been live for an hour and 26 minutes. And I just want to say, guys, you know, we're, you know, we, tonight was just a little hour and a half stream. I wanted to kind of, you know, just kind of get to the meat of the news, you know, get, you know, kind of just, I, what I'm saying is every night I need to do a stream. I got to create content on the channel every day. And sometimes I have to take the, 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 the show down and put it on the Patreon because I'm too worried about it getting a strike. But if you join the Patreon for five bucks a month, you're never going to miss those shows that I, bring, that, I, that, that I have to take down. But what I'm saying is I have to come on here and go live every day. I don't have a choice. I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm happy to do it. I'm saying I got to connect because once I do that, once people look at the YouTube page and they see that you post basically every day, people are more likely to subscribe. And anybody that's watching this, if you aren't subscribed to the Conspiracy Castle, I'm sure like 173 of you, I'm sure the majority of you guys are. I'm sure there's some people that are watching this that hate me. I get it. Hello. That's cool. It's fine. What I'm saying, the people that do like me, please hit the subscription button. That helps because it goes up. Yes, Emilio, 777, dog. I love it. Triple seven, Rose, triple seven, Crow, triple seven, triple seven, going to heaven. Uh, uh, thank you. Let's donate and make my guy go wild. Emilio, that's too nice. You're too nice. You know, uh, 
And I really appreciate the donations. It's a $1,400 stream. If you guys want to go back and relive that, that was incredible. Um, and like I said, the overwhelming support on the Patreon, guys. I mean, uh, over over 200 patrons. I would have never thought that. And before we know it, watch, it's going to be 2,000 patrons. I said it here first. Just like I predicted the grand closing, grand opening, or grand opening, grand closing, you got to say it like that. Grand opening, grand closing. In New York City, that's going to happen. I predict the Conspiracy Castle will get over 200 patrons. Unless, we, you know, we switch and we not use Patreon anymore. But we're going to take the castle big enough to grow this thing. We're going to blow the lid. We're going to blow the roof off the top of the building. We're going to raise it up. Like Sherman Clump in um, The Clumps. I love the Nutty Professor movies. The Nutty Professor movies were some of the best movies of all time. I mean, am I wrong? You can never be wrong. But you know what is also badass? I want to say, uh, I, I want to really shout out to uh, Tribal Seeds. This band is sick. This song, Vampire, is my new favorite song right now. I love this song. Tribal Seeds, Vampire. of all ages thank you for watching the conspiracy castle with your conspiracy asshole i love each and every one of y'all remember we got to unwind we got to unplug from the matrix and we got to just relax and have some gratitude have the right attitude System is a vampire. The system is a vampire. The system is a I love y'all. Peace and good night. You thought I left? I'm here. I'm still here, bitch ass.
Seven, stop the 7-Eleven. Bring back the heaven. 99 is always on time. Bum and grind. Don't deny there's always spies. Pizza pies. It all spilled like a plug. I love you. Toledo Bear, you are the man, Toledo Bear. You are the man, dude. Thank you for that R. I love you, dude. I love the support. Toledo Bear, you're the man. Thank you, dude. This system is a vampire. I am the assassin.